It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. The kickers didn't even know when the field goals were going in because, as James Rapine is indicating, if you're watching on YouTube, the field goals weren't going in. I think the teams combined to miss four, five field goals in a row at the end of the game. And uh, victory five given up. From the jaws of defeat, defeat grass from the jaws of victory in this one for the Bengals. And let's, I guess, start with the kicks. I mean, Evan McPherson was the Bengals' second guy they put in front of a microphone after the game, which partially, I guess we should say this first. Joe Burrow has gone to the hospital with a potential uh, throat contusion. And uh, the players that talked about him after the beat guys got that news indicated that he was talking normally he was calling plays normally so hopefully precautionary but that's literally all we know about this potential injury for joe burrow so let's start there before we talk about the kicks because that's uh that's a pretty important one yeah it's this is called this is what nightmares are all right outside of the craziness at the end of the game the whole stadium was hush including packers fans and there were a lot of packers fans at, at paul brown stadium uh, when he gets hit and he takes that huge hit and it's like, oh, my God, uh, this is really going to happen again. Like that's I think that's what everybody was thinking. And, and then he gets up, jogs off. Everything's fine. And everything seemed fine. In fact, I was like, oh, yeah, I think Joe's probably going to talk next. We're in the news conference room. He obviously finished the game, completed 68 percent of his passes. We'll talk about his play in a bit. But I thought he was fine health wise. I wasn't like worried in then. uh you know, PJ Combs, the head of the Bengals uh, public relations department, comes in and says, "Hey, just so you know, Burrow's not going to talk today." And instantly, I'm like, "All right, well, that something's up." 
and it's because he was being taken to the hospital. And, and again, it's precautionary. Hopefully it's, it's nothing serious for his sake alone. Right. I'm not even talking Bengals wise and season wise and everything like that, because it just sounds super crazy. And I haven't had time to text any doctors or anything, but like throat contusion, just weird. It's not something I've really heard of. You, you hear about injuries like that. Uh, you just hope he doesn't have one. So I, I know he's been transported to a hospital uh, local, pretty close to, to Paul Brown Stadium. So hopefully he's okay and you know can get back to to his borough mansion here shortly and, and look at the film. I I did Google it and it can be a serious injury, but if he's talking, I, I think that's a good sign. But I'm not going to speculate because that's all uh, all yeah. I know about it. Hopefully he's okay. And we'll we'll leave that there. Uh, let's talk about Burrow's game. I guess we're on the topic of Joe Burrow. This offense, uh, you know, that they flashed. Jamar Chase had a great game, but when the offense wasn't running from Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase or Samaj P. Ryan, who also had a really good game, they weren't great today. Uh, four out of their last four out of their first five drives were three and outs, including the one after Cheeto's interception got them to start their drive from the Green Bay 40, uh, inside Green Bay territory anyway. They pumped from the 40, 41. Later, Quentin Spain has a holding penalty in the second half that leads to a pump from the Green Bay 40. And you just can't be punting from that part of the field against a team that's quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers and has Devontae Adams because those two guys single-handedly beat the Bengals and Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense just weren't consistent enough in a game that had a lot of opportunities because, you know, Mason Crosby started missing first, right? He told Evan McPherson after the game, he couldn't figure out the wins of Paul Brown stadium that opens the door for the Bengals. They're even on the board first. And, and then, you know, the offense kind of disappears until they get a, a good play, but a bit of a lucky play on Jamar Chase's touchdown to beat the halftime clock. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot there. The first off, the touchdown was awesome. You know, good good on Burr or good on on Chase for continuing to make plays. I don't know how he does it. It seems like now, what three out of the their five games, he's made a huge play uh, at the end of the first half that that's completely changed the game. But the the one thing you mentioned was the conservativeness that uh, Zach Taylor was uh, abiding by and, and using. And the look. I get it. He missed two field goals. I would have kicked the field goal at fourth and 12 on the 40, that 57 ish yarder. And that was before any missed field goals, by the way. So there's no signs of trouble. It was in the middle of the third quarter. I think there was like five minutes left in the third. I would have done that. I would have tried to cut it to two. Um, obviously a field goal could have made all the difference. He didn't, he punted, but yeah, it, it's funny. You think back to week one in the, you know, the fourth and one on the 30 and they want to be aggressive and aggressive. It didn't feel that way through a lot of this game and uh, especially later in the game when you have a, you know, you're sitting on a 49 yard field goal or you could pass and try to stay on the field uh, or at the end of uh, regulation T was it T Higgins. Yeah. T Higgins had a drop that kind of got them off uh, just off uh, off clock. I get what, what am I looking for here, Jake behind Uh, the chains behind the sticks a little bit off schedule. off schedule is what I'm looking for. They, they were off schedule because that would have extended the drive. It would have been first down, and suddenly they're you know they're still moving and they're much closer. And then it was very conservative after that. And it was like, okay, let's just see if he, the rookie can make his third game winning field goal in in five games. And it just it didn't happen. And miss miss kicks are going to happen, right? We saw it on both sides today. 
And, and so that is something I think that uh, people are going to be talking about is how conservative Zach Taylor was throughout this game. Yeah. To Before Evan McPherson's last field goal attempt of the game, they get that deep shot to Jamar Chase on the right sideline. Great catch, toe tap, right? Inbounds, moves the ball near field goal range, and then they just run it three times. And right after you get a big play from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you take it out of their hands. The other thing that stands out is Tyler Boyd hardly involved in the game. He had two big third down catches and Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd off, off, uh, not on the same page for like the first time really this season, I think on that overtime interception that was brutal and should have lost the game on the spot. The, The Bengals got lucky and got another chance and, and then they take the ball out of Burrow's hands and, and it's run, 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 49-yard field goal attempt. And and the way this game is going, I'm just thinking to myself at that point, like, why are we playing for a long field goal? And I get it. Like, they're trying to, um, you know, remove the possibility for an interception, trying to get it a little bit closer. But from that part of the field, especially after that, I even think they should have gone for it on fourth down. Like, give yourself a better chance the way things are going. And, you know, Evan McPherson thought he hit the 49-yarder. And was very surprised when the ref signaled no good and they didn't get another chance after that. Yeah. And look, that's all you can ask for, right? Is is the 49 yarder given everything that had happened. But if you're Zach, like if you're Evan, if you're Zach, yeah, I want the ball in nine's hands. I don't want Samaj P. Ryan deciding where it's going to go. And look, you're going to have to live with some interceptions here and now, here and then. It's a, the NFL. It's going to happen. It doesn't mean that you get super conservative. It's just it's not how you win in this game, in this league. And, um, you know, I'm not going to crush Zach for it because they still should have won. But, you know, they he should have made the 49-yard field goal. And Evan will tell you that. He thought he did, and it was really close, but he didn't. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, and I've talked about this with Burrow really throughout the season, uh, putting too much on his plate. Like at some point – a rookie kicker is only going to make so many game-winning field goals as a rookie. <laughs> at, at some point, that's just it. Like, it's it's just like anything else. Like, at some point, Jamar Chase isn't going to have a 55-yard touchdown to end every half because it seems like that's his uh, his norm now. But uh, right now, while it's happening, you, you, know, you want to take advantage of it, but you can't bank on it. And it felt like they were trying to just bank on, all right, he's going to make this 57-yarder, and it doesn't matter. Or he's going to make this 49. And he was really close on both of them. But, but when you miss him, now we're looking back at the other plays that could have changed it and made it easier. And and that's the part that's tough to swallow, I think. Yeah, the 57-yarder, by the way, that ended regulation, well, didn't quite end regulation, but toward the end of regulation, went off the right upright. So talking about how close he was from 57, he hit, he hit the field goal post. So, you know, you can't be much closer than that without making it from that far away. Let's talk a little bit about some of those other plays. What led to this? crazy fourth quarter crazy overtime and how Devonte adams and aaron Rodgers just picked them apart coming up next but first we're going to talk to you about direct tv stream because let's be honest with all of the different options out there you probably have your neighbor's best friends log in for the really good hard-hitting tv plus you're watching sports highlights on your phone maybe you stream your favorite shows on one login or you caught the bengals game live or all these different options. Well, you can get them all together in one spot with Direct TV Stream. It's a great way to simplify your TV. So whether you want to watch the game at Paul Brown Stadium from the comfort of your own home, or if you want to catch the latest and greatest TV and 
live shows. You can do it in one spot with Direct TV Stream. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So this was a pretty crazy game start to finish. We talked about the end of the game there, James, and all the missed kicks and all the missed opportunities there. This, When I look back at this game, I just see missed opportunities all over the place. The The Bengals, in their first two drives, credit the defense. They really got to Aaron Rodgers, I think. Cam Sample had two great pressures that helped the Bengals get off the field in some tough situations on third downs. And Rodgers didn't start off so well and if you're watching on tv they pointed this out you know his first quarter was pretty poor the rest of his game however pretty good also credit cheeto awuzie for a fantastic interception uh covering Devonte adams off script staying in phase with adams and and punishing a a ball that probably should have been thrown closer to the sideline but the defense really gave the offense an opportunity to jump out to an early lead and eventually they did but they wasted two drives first, including really good field position, right? So how different is the game if when you start on the Green Bay 41 against a defense without Jair Alexander, without Zadarius Smith, you can punish that interception. And then you come back in the next drive, you have your long touchdown drive. Then maybe the game looks a little bit different. Instead, the the Packers are let off the hook and then they can answer your touchdown with one of their own. And then you're at 7-7. Seven, seven the missed extra well seven six there was a missed extra point to start the missed kicking shenanigans of the game actually but a missed opportunity the very start of the game right after cheeto's pick and and then green bay found its footing on offense and we'll talk about that and and how they did that but let's get your thoughts on the beginning of this game first yeah they came out and and played well defensively and you know you forced back-to-back punts uh or no a punt interception punt you're feeling good. And unfortunately, and this boggles my, cause this is where the game was really lost. Like I had my game story written early fourth quarter. It was 1914 then 22, 14. And I was like, look, even if the Bengals tie it, Aaron Rodgers is going to go and, and, and score and the game's over. Like, that's just how I thought it was going to play out. So I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to write it. And I rewrote it about 52 times, but it's, God, we harped on it all damn week. They have to score and they have to score a lot and they have to score early. And what else? What was the other thing they have to do? Hit Aaron Rodgers early. Well, they did that. Defense did its job. They forced the turnover, which, you know, you're not expecting, especially early. They're able to do that. And what did they have to show? Seven points uh, up until that, again, really awful play by the safety who deserved it because I'm pretty sure he's the one who put the hit on Burrow. Um, but, anyways, they have to be better early in games offensively and sustain drives. Even their touchdown drive was 51 yards. It wasn't a sustained drive. It wasn't this long drive. It's good. The defense is going to be able to breathe and I'm fine with explosives. I'm not complaining about those, but you know, for all the firepower that's on this offense, it, it's gotta be better. 
and, and it wasn't. And I think that's really when it comes down to it, I think that's where the game was lost. Now they got gifted chances to win it anyways. And that also happens. You got to take advantage of it. But that that's that's my thought is the defense did its job early. Then Aaron Rodgers woke up and does what he does, which we knew was going to happen. And in uh, the Bengals offense wasn't as, as good as I had hoped. And I think most people expected going into Sunday. Yeah, for me, this game is is almost entirely like the defense did enough. The offense didn't do enough. That's that's the very high level summary, right? The the oversimplified. You know, you could talk about the kicks and some some coaching decisions as well, but the offense scored twenty two points again, and I think they're averaging what like twenty three points this year, something like that, and. It's just not enough when they start to play some of these high-powered offenses. The defense, on the other hand, like I said, came out on fire. Then the Packers started moving Aaron Rodgers out of the pocket, a lot of play action, naked boot stuff. And those are hard plays to defend. The Bengals' pressure really dried up after those first few drives of the game. And it came back intermittently throughout, but it wasn't consistent. There were a number of plays Aaron Rodgers sat in the pocket for like seven seconds or longer. And some of those plays he found guys, some of the plays he didn't. So, you know, kudos to the secondary, right? But then the the Devontae Adams show got turned on because the Bengals couldn't get to Rodgers consistently enough. And that includes, by the way, the the what 59 yard catch for Adams was it was against a bracket, against a double team. He just Jesse Bates, he got on top of Jesse Bates. That's hard to do. Devontae Adams is really good. So when you look at it, it's like, well, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams beat you. And those are the two guys you really don't want to beat you on this team. But, man, they're really good. And after those first couple of drives, they mostly played really well in this game. They did. No, they were dominant. You know, 11 receptions, 206 yards and a touchdown. A lot of big plays on third down. It felt like you mentioned the 59-yarder where, honestly, the tackle was impressive because it could have easily been a touchdown. Yeah. And it kept the Bengals – in the game because they ultimately forced the field goal it's it's tough and and that's why you're gonna have to score like that's it it's a scoring league and if you would have told me the defense held the packers to 25 points in four quarters i would have signed up for it all day long well they did it in another eight minutes so 68 minutes of play and uh and they you know that's that should be enough now are the numbers Ugly in some instances. Yeah, 206 yards to one player is ridiculous. But that was the guy that was crushing you. A.J. Dillon, too, had, had a, <laughs> a nice game. And then uh, the one huge run that should have ended it, Aaron Jones, I mean, just scampers. He's just running. It's like, all right, well, this is over. And the missed tackle in the backfield, too. Like Von Bell comes down from strong safety. He's blitzing. He's in the hole. He's at the right place. And, and Jesse Bates misses a tackle after that. That was – it should have yep. been game. But, you know, uh, to your to, to your point, uh, the Bengals had opportunities after some of these big plays. Yeah, they, they did. And that that's the part of this. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, well, moral victory, three, you know, three point loss overtime to the Packers. The Packers didn't play that well. And they left it out there and they gifted it to you. And if you would have played the way I expected them to play today, they would have won. They, they would have scored 30 plus and they would have handled it because the, the Packers didn't do what I thought they were going to do uh, game, like throughout the game. And they obviously left a lot of points out there. I mean, just the field goals alone, they topped yeah. that 30 point mark. If, if he's not missing, 
And, and, and so that, you know, Mason Crosby, a, a day to remember for him, by the way, he had only missed two field goals the past two years. Yeah. Misses Crazy. more today than it's, it's insane. So you get that outlier gift that is never going to happen again and lose. And I'm not trying to be crazy negative here, but it, when you look at it from that angle, it's like, well, damn, th this is a game, you know, maybe they should have won. And, and I feel I, I, the more I think about it, it's like, uh, these are the games that if a contender is going to gift wrap it when you're at yeah. home, you got to take it and you got to unwrap that bad boy and put it under the tree. Absolutely. Real quick, before we move on to the offense and talk a little bit more about some specific performances on the offensive side of the ball, uh, shout out Trey Hendrickson. Had two sacks, had another three hits, was the consistent Bengal getting pressure on the defensive line. Also, I, I don't know how well he played. I wasn't watching him that closely, but Larry Ogunjobi gutted it out, went to the locker room at one point, but was back out there and, and did contribute yeah. to one of Trey Hendrickson's sacks. Um, the other guy I want to shout out on the defense is Chidobe Abuzie, who... You know, he gave up some catches to Devontae Adams. Of course he did. But generally, you know, he, he was coming downhill. He made a couple of really great tackles in the backfield or uh, right after the catch. He had the interception. I thought Cheeto played a pretty good game against one of the hardest tests he will face all year. And that's a really encouraging sign. You hope that everybody's healthy. Cheeto left the game, came back at some point. Trey Waynes looked like he grabbed his hamstring toward the end of the game. Jesse Bates got hurt on one of the last defensive plays of the game, if not the last defensive play of the game. So I think it was the last, Burrow, actually. Obviously. And Joe Burrow. So a lot of guys there that we're going to have to get updates on in a few days. But let's shift gears, talk offense more specifically. Jamar Chase, 10-target game, a little bit of a coming-out party there carried by that 70-yard touchdown before the end of the first half. And there were some good things, so we'll talk about those as well coming up next the Bengals dealing with their fair share of injuries bumps bruises Chidobe Awuzie came into the the press conference he was you know limping a little bit general soreness that you might have after leg day and whether you're a Cincinnati Bengal or just someone like me that likes to regularly partake in leg day built bars are perfect for you they're the number one protein bar on the planet they come in nine delicious flavors plus plus an occasional limited time flavor that's awesome like cookie dough all right and the best part about built bars it's not the fact that they taste great or that they're covered in 100 chocolate it's the macros high in protein low in sugar low in calories perfect for you so check them out right now i have a bunch in my cabinet they're my go-to i got one in my backpack that i'm gonna crush after we finish this show because let's be honest all that miss kicking it uh, it's made me hungry so check them out right now builtbar.com and when you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know why I'm hungry, James? It's because like my heart rate was about 140 in the middle of this game as I was sitting in this chair watching the game. Just freaking out, like what is going on in this game? Because they had chances yeah. all the way down the all, all the way down the stretch. Like it's twenty two uh eight points, twenty two fourteen. 
Yep. And the the Bengals are marching down to score, and I'm thinking, okay, well, all they got to do is score, get a two point conversion, and stop Aaron Rodgers. That's easy. <laughs> and uh, it turns out they they kind of did, and they should have won in regulation. But a couple things here, right? Joe Burrow had a mixed bag of a day, but. If this is Andy Dalton quarterbacking this team, the last longtime quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals is why I bring him up, not to beat up on Andy or anything. There's really no confidence, right, if you're watching this game at home, that Andy's going to hang with Rodgers, even though I know Andy Dalton beat Aaron Rodgers. With Joe Burrow in that situation, you're like, okay, this is different. Like, he has a chance to go down. And and every time the Bengals got the ball back, I'm like, okay, they're going to win this time. Okay, they're going to win this time. Okay, they're going to win this time. And uh, it didn't end up shaking out that way, but he gives you that confidence. He is that guy. He, he can keep you in games. That being said, didn't play great today. Uh, he, he wasn't as good this week as he was against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, there were times that I wanted to blame this on the offensive line. The offensive line at times looked like it did last year when they weren't having good games. And it wasn't that bad overall, but I do think that when we see the PFF grades for the offensive line, it's going to be not what you want to see. Joe Burrow got hit eight times, got sacked three times. So um, that being said, I thought both interceptions that he threw were his fault and were pretty poor. And so you can't really make those mistakes and try to beat a guy like Aaron Rodgers who really turned it on and, and they found a way to get that offense going on that side of the ball. So up and down day for Joe Burrow. And really, it's those two interceptions that are the glaring mistakes. He also had a, a couple underthrows of Jamar Chase when he got loose on go balls on the right side of the field as well. But, you know, you, you tend to forget those when you stack them up against a completed deep ball or two and the interceptions that were kind of rough to to rewatch. Yeah, there there was one go ball where he threw it up to Chase in the end zone and Chase stopped and the, the corner almost intercepted it and he left it yeah. way short. But and he got he, hit he, as he threw that one, but yeah, that, he also and that's left it. it short. Like that that's the part that I want to point out. Like god dang it guys, just hold up a little. Like it wasn't like he no. was asking for 8 seconds. You know, it's an unreasonable uh, unreasonable amount of time. And so that part was was a bit frustrating because I, I think he lofted it up higher, rainbowed it because of that, and wanted to keep it in play. And when you do that, that's that's a risky throw. Um, but, no, it, it was certainly uh, not his best day. And I think after what he did on Thursday against the Jaguars, expectations rose a little bit, and it was like, all yeah. right, he can go toe-to-toe. And that's fair. Let me give you the play where I think things changed, even if he wouldn't admit it. And we obviously don't know what happened injury-wise. He was throwing – it was a go, it was the go ball. It was the go ball after Chase's drop. So it was the go ball that hit the defender in the helmet. And he gets mm-hmm. hit in his knee, and it looked awful. It, it, and it, it wasn't the, you know, the scramble drill, and I'm just saying that. I, I know you know that, but it wasn't the scramble drill I'm talking about. And it, it's in the, I think, first quarter. It's certainly first half. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But he, he popped back up, but he was limping a little bit, just a little. There was a little hitch. And I don't know if you would even notice it on TV because half the time it's waist up and, and, and you're not even seeing his legs and how he's moving exactly. But just a little hitch in his th- – and I'm like, oh, goodness. Like, why? Why does he keep – because it's an ugly hit by his knees. And um, 
I wonder if that had anything, if that set him back at all, if that reminded him of it, if that, and then he takes the brutal shot. I need Joe to slide. And I know he kind of slid the one time. And, and, and then I asked Jamar, I was like, does he know how to slide? I asked Jamar Chase after the game. He was like, yeah, he does. He, he did today, right? He's like, he's just hard-headed. Well, damn it, get soft-headed. Because I don't need you taking those type of hits, Joe. You cannot – like, he can't. He, like, hopefully he's okay. And I don't know, again, where this throat contusion happened. It could have happened on a different play, not this huge hit. But he got crushed. And that just cannot happen. He's taken a lot of hits again. And he did this week. Uh, a couple other guys that we should talk about, I think. Let's talk Samaj P. Ryan first. Did a lot of work in the set of Joe Mixon, who was limited, but had a really nice touchdown run. So it's there's our Joe one. Mixon plug. Uh, but he didn't play as much, and hopefully he's 100% next week because I think they missed him dearly. And I think they didn't run the ball as much early as they would have if he was playing. And maybe the game goes differently, but hard to put too much on the running back. It's just they, they changed the running game for Samaje Piran. They go away from the wide zone stuff. I think they know that Samaje isn't as good at executing that as Joe Mixon. And they started doing other things. But to Samaje Piran's credit, outside of the missed blitz pickup that led to an early sack of Joe Burrow, he was really good. He had 11 catches for 59 yards. He had a drive where he converted a fourth down. He had uh, another... 10-yard conversion, 10-yard catch, and then he scored the touchdown. And that's after a seven-yard run to start the drive. So Samaj P. Ryan, to his credit, had a pretty nice game. Getting those guys out of the way, let's talk receivers. Jamar Chase, 10 targets. His first 10-target game, he caught six of them for 159 yards and a touchdown. He was making plays. He had some sensational catches in this game and was, in my opinion, the Bengals' best player on offense in this game by a pretty significant margin given the way Joe Burrow played today and given Joe Mixon's limitations and the lack of involvement from Tyler Boyd, the T Higgins drops. I mean, Jamar was great and he was one of the few reasons that the Bengals were in this game. So I just want to shout out Jamar chase, a, a little sliver of uh, silver in this otherwise dark cloud that some of you might be feeling after a, a tough loss. He's easily their best player. And there was one of the many game stories that I had written that I had to throw away in the recycling bin here at Paul Brown Stadium was the Jamar Chase just carried the Bengals to a win. And it was right after the the toe tap in overtime, 21 yards. They say it's incomplete at first. And then, oh, wait, upon looking at the Jumbotron, because there ain't no way the officials just flipped the script on that without looking up. And they realized, oh, he did get both feet down. And he did. And it was a hell of a catch. Uh, a good throw and I was like all right there you go that's it that's the play that that's going to put them in position so this was the Jamar Chase game six receptions a buck 59 a touchdown uh, had that amazing catch where he thought he wasn't touched down so he gets up and sprints yeah. to the end zone he re you really saw the speed there a lot of times it looks like he's gliding that time you really saw his breakaway speed uh, but the catch in general I know it didn't count as a touchdown was awesome uh, the fact that he was able to bring that in and the um, the the focus that it took to do so. So he's great. I mean, I I saw someone tweet, and I forget who it was, um, but she was like, um, we can stop talking about the Jamar Chase pick now. <laughs> and, I, and I think it was after that play. And it's true. Like, the Bengals got it right. 
I don't want to hear about the fifth pick. Have they gotten other stuff wrong? Maybe. Absolutely. They got it right with the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL draft. He's a baller. And we've seen it week in and week out. And I'm sure he commanded more attention today than he did last week and more attention then than he did the week before. And he continues to put up numbers, especially on a day when his quarterback wasn't as good. Like you mentioned, T. Higgins was dropping the ball. And Tyler Boyd wasn't a huge factor, and they didn't have a lot of running game. So there really wasn't much outside of Jamar when you're talking about big plays. Yeah, I noticed that they didn't target the middle of the field and the intermediate part of the field at all. Again, this has been a bit of a trend. I would like to see that reverse. But uh, one thing you point out, Jamar Chase getting more attention. On the two-point conversion play, the Packers, I think, went double-team man on Jamar Chase. They they bring yeah. the safety over. It's either a very tight bracket or just true double-team and man. And there's probably some inside-outside over-under responsibilities between those two guys. And they were in, and he works backside to Higgins, who has time. He had time and who has time to come free. I'm probably a pretty late read for him on that play because he recognizes that Jamar is doubled on that two point conversion play. T. Higgins in his return to action didn't make as much of an impact as I thought he might. He had that significant drop. He was only targeted seven times and didn't really get any deep shots. Um, the, the drop was rough. He had two drops, actually. Two One drops. of them. Uh, could have been a first down yep. and the other one would have gotten them much closer, I think for a field goal at the end of the game. So uh, not, not a great yeah. game for T and Tyler Boyd is just like, where's the involvement for Tyler Boyd is really the question I had in this game. And I talked to Peter Bukowski on the crossover. I'm sitting here thinking like you can try to do a lot to take away Jamar chase, but there's not much you can do to, to stop Tyler Boyd from getting open against your linebackers. And I, I didn't see what the Packers did exactly, but they took him away. And so that was a little bit disappointing to say the least. We'll have to go to the rewatch, I think, for the offensive line to see what was happening uh, in the middle of the field, those sorts of things. And another topic that we're going to have to talk about, James, another day, probably tomorrow, is what we think about Zach Taylor after this game and some of the decision making. We talked about it a little bit, some of the conservativeness, but we didn't really talk about it in depth. And I think that will be a hot topic for us to discuss this week. Uh, any other closing thoughts, James? The Bengals losing 25 to 22 at home. They dropped to three and two on the season, two and one at home. Uh, a tough way to lose when they had many opportunities to win. Yeah, it's a damn shame because I think this would have been a woo game for those wondering. Uh, you know, Jake and I haven't talked about it, but I, I think it probably would have been. And instead, you're right. T. Higgins, two drops. Both of them would have been first downs, by the way. Two drops. Yeah. Both would have been first downs. Brutal. You can't have that. Uh, Chase had a drop, but obviously he was great. It's just I need more offense, and and hopefully Joe's okay. That's what it comes down to because you ain't getting more offense if Joe's not okay. So yeah. say, a, say a prayer to the locked-on Bengals gods, and uh, hopefully by the next time we turn the, these microphones on, uh, we're talking about number nine being upright and okay for week six in Detroit. That is certainly the hope. Again, the Bengals losing to the Packers at home 25-22. to 22. Three and two, they will play against the Detroit Lions, Randy Bullock's Detroit Lions in Detroit next week, and they'll try to get to four and two. Until next time, Bengals fans, I'm still going to say who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 